0: What is up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name's Kyle. Tonight, Thursday night football, we have somehow the Thursday football god said hold my beer from last week and they presented us with an even worse game. Jesse, how excited are we for Thursday night football?
1: It feels more like week one of the preseason than it feels like round one of the fantasy playoffs, but here we are.
0: And true or false, you are starting Zemir White in fantasy football playoffs tonight.
1: Uh... In a half-point PPR, I'm heavily considering it.
0: Um, I can pull up my options for you. I am starting him in one league. It's it's our 1.0 Dynasty League here where I shouldn't have been in the playoffs to begin with. I got Zamir White in here. My other flex options on the bench include Elijah Moore, Gus Edwards, A.J. Dillon's probably not playing. I don't think Chris Godwin's playing. I could maybe play Rashid Shahid, which might interest us a little bit, just with the Chris Olave stuff. He has not practiced yesterday or today. Am I leaving Zamir White in this lineup?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's him or Shaheed. It sounds like, and
0: yeah, I could, I could maybe hold out for Chris Godwin if that's the case. But um, I, I just I don't know. I'm, I'm going to leave Zamir in there. We're going to have a little fun. We're going to live a little, and uh, we'll hop into a screen share here and we'll start looking at some things. But uh, out. Overall, overall thoughts for tonight's game. What do you expect to see? are Austin Eckler owners going to be happy?
1: I mean, they might just, he's going to limp his way to the to, to teens. So it's probably, I mean, volumes there, probably dump offs are there. Uh, I'm expecting this to be like a good, like five to seven catch game for Eckler. No Keenan. Palmer's back. And well, he, not
0: that that matters. I think Easton stick can hang. I think he's not going to be afraid to throw the ball. And you also have just the chargers offense, in itself is a pass happy team where we expect them to really not change the offense too much. I think they're still going to throw the ball. Uh, Do we see Quentin Johnston play a little loose tonight? Do we see maybe Gerald Everett is I'm curious who the most targeted player is for the chargers. I do think Eckler is going to be a handful of targets and and whatnot, but uh, if there is one charger to score, it is, it is Eckler. And I think if it's the Raiders, it's, it's either Zamir or, if they throw t- maybe it's it maybe it's Devontae Adams. And then I don't know if you saw the rumblings about um Jimmy Garoppolo maybe starting in the future here. So this might be Aiden O'Connell's last stand. We'll see.
1: I mean, it's just you know what what are they going why would they turn to Jimmy G at this point of the season? Uh why not just let the young guys ride it out? Right, yeah. It doesn't seem like Jimmy G is long
0: or destined for this team. Only if it's affecting the locker room, if they if the if the players are kind of, yeah. you know, this guy stinks. Like, let's let's come on, let's just put Jimmy back in there. You know, that could be the only thing that I could see. Uh, but we got Harris and Charlene in the chat. Harris saying, "Why so early? <laughs> it's it's the fantasy football first round of the playoffs. We usually go live uh, at six thirty p.m. Central Time, but uh, we wanted to give you guys a full hour." tonight so we'll go live up until uh the end of the hour and so we're all yours whatever questions you guys have please fire them up in the chat room come and chill with us again we're here for the next hour or so and charlene saying we got josh palmer on the bench if palmer looks good tonight are we going to be open to him in lineups maybe next week in the final four maybe uh maybe
1: Uh, if if we if they somehow shut down keenan allen and it's just kind of a Palmer's going to get eight to ten targets. Yeah, I mean, if you need that in your flex and that's giving you fifteen points,
0: then sure. Is there any way Easton Stick comes out and does some Jake Browning things?
1: I mean, we can't rule out. Easton Stick has been uh, an okay preseason guy. If you play preseason DFS, you know about the name Easton Stick. He, He doesn't really doesn't have a huge upside, but you know his stats are okay.
0: All right, so North Dakota State. Not sure how much we can learn from this. Um, I was looking up his college stats. I can't really find any. Um, Dual threat quarterback, they're saying. Um, All right. We 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 got two seasons. He threw for 13 touchdowns in his final, I guess, I, I don't know how to read these stats here. 2016, he didn't play much. Maybe he got hurt and didn't finish the season, but 13 touchdowns in 2015. He did run for almost 500 yards though. So he does have, you know, a little bit of scootability, which we do like. So we'll keep an eye out for that. I don't know what his rushing prop would be, but that might be something to take a peek at. Uh, but we do have a good question coming in from Harris. Who is your defense this week, Jesse? I know you've identified one defense that uh, we've talked about on the side, and I don't know if everyone else is kind of looking at that, but I'm I'm pretty intrigued with the defense you mentioned. Is there any other defenses that you're rolling out this week?
1: Um, so, yeah, so, you know, we talked earlier in the week about a potential stash just with a nice playoff schedule and a team that's kind of gotten hot. It's the uh, Chicago Bears. Yep. Um, they're in the playoff hunt, right? I mean, believe it or not, they, technically they are. Last two weeks, they put up 15 against Minnesota, home against Detroit. They're at Cleveland against a Joe Flacco, who we know can sling it. But we know he can also throw two, three picks and get sacked a bunch. And then they followed up with two home games. Against Arizona, which with Kyler, maybe a little bit dicey. But then week 17, championship weekend is Atlanta at home. You got to like that. The weather could be crazy. Chicago's that time of year is always wild. So it could be a really interesting stash if you have room. Uh, As far as other defenses that I've stashed in leagues where I do start a defense. I have the Steelers for week 16 and 17. Now looking forward to starting them this week. Um, And then I have you know Miami Dolphins I was able to grab a few weeks ago
0: when they kind of got hot. So they've kind of been my alternating team. Yeah, I think they're the hot defense. I mean, this is a a league that I have defenses in here. We can see the projections, and the Dolphins are projected one of the most. Uh, I sent a link earlier today. The weather in Miami is one to keep an eye on. We're expecting rain and winds upwards of 20 to 25 miles per hour, which – Miami baby. That might be a slug fest. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, I am starting the new Orleans saints defense in this league that I have them in here going up at home against the giants. Maybe, maybe DeVito can keep it going, but I'm not overall too scared uh, of the home game here for the saints. So I do like that one. Um, One defense that I'm not looking at is the Cleveland Browns. Um, They have some injuries on that side of the ball. And just right now you've mentioned the bears and I, I had their numbers pulled up the bears. The last three games, they've had two interceptions and a forced fumble recovery against the Lions. They had four interceptions against the Vikings, three interceptions and another fumble recovery against the Lions. So we're talking 11 turnovers in the last three games, and they have eight sacks over that time. They've only allowed 13 and 10 points in the last two contests. And like you said here, these offenses don't scare us. Name a who is can you name another more sackable quarterback other than Joe Flacco? Um. He's a statue in the pocket, I mean, at this nope. point, no, He's not moving around very much, so I would expect a few sacks there. We don't expect the Browns offense to light the scoreboard up, but you never know. Uh I, I do think the Bears right now are trending up, so I like that call here. I like the Chiefs defense a lot at home or not. They're on the road in New England. I think that one is a, a pretty well-documented sneaky start. Uh, otherwise, you know, some of the tougher matchups here – uh, I think you're starting the 49ers if you have them, some of the elite defenses here. Are you're are you starting the Ravens against the Jags? I I would probably go Bears over over Ravens this yeah. year. Uh do we like the Atlanta Falcons on the road against Carolina?
1: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good matchup. But a team that's really kind of, you know, in turmoil. Frank's probably done if he's not already canned behind the scenes. Uh, it's Frank's
0: Carolina. There.
1: Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, 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 thought he was. I was just like, yeah. Uh, so I, it's it's just
0: messy. I did get a couple Raiders questions tonight. They've actually been one of the sneakier, better defenses uh in terms of stats, but I, I don't know how to trust this game. It is the lowest implied point total tonight, so maybe the Raiders. Um, I think the Raiders are a fair shout. Yeah. Any other? I mean, are you starting the Colts defense against the the Mitch Trubisky led Steelers? Maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh, home against Pittsburgh. It's you know. There's a few good streaming defenses out there.
0: Are we at all intrigued with um, the Bengals here? They're up here pretty high against Minnesota at home. They're riding a couple game winning streak, starting Nick Mullins. I don't know how many points they put up, but maybe the Bengals. Yeah. I mean,
1: there's a few really good defenses that are all kind of like mid-pack, right? That have good mashups. I mean, Minnesota, JJ's going to play, but it's like Nick Mullins throwing the ball. I mean, it could get out of hand. with Jaron Hall is, you know, getting, or what is it? Is it Jaron Hall? And I mean, Jaron Hall, yeah. I started him one week and he looked really good and then
0: he got yeah. hurt in the first quarter. Crazy. They moved the ball really well. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's enough defenses. I think if you guys have any more defensive questions, you can let us know. Uh, Charlene saying she added Adam Thielen and dropped Elijah Moore. Thoughts? I, I don't think we're starting Adam Thielen this week against the. Um, the, Atlanta Atlanta's- I don't think that's a oh. great matchup for him he really has not been trustworthy for a while here so I mean if this is just a player you're collecting for your bench I'm I'm cool with it uh but I I don't really have confidence here 12 points last weekend was nice but a 5.1 a 1.2 the numbers here seem murky I I don't know if I want to trust Adam Thielen in my starting lineup but I, I think adding the bench would you rather have Thielen or Elijah Moore on the bench
1: yeah, I'll take Elijah Moore. I think he's shown the upside. He's been his air yards have been insane the last couple of weeks, um, and with Flacco willingly airing it out, yeah. you, you know you're okay with that production.
0: Yeah, and the targets might be the same, you know, whether they're from to Thielen or or to Elijah Moore. You're seeing six and twelve the last two games with Joe Flacco, so that's an average of about nine targets per game. He's going to be heavily involved in the schedule. They get Chicago and then Houston. Don't know if I love it against the Jets, but that is a Elijah Moore revenge game. Which maybe that could be a little fun. We'll talk more about that. I think week seventeen when we get there. Uh, But Charlene saying Miami defense is mine, playing Jets at home, and yeah, I just want to pull up the weather in Miami because it's. um, When I pulled it up the other night, I saw not only the rain, but the wind is what is making me nervous here. So uh, I believe that's a Sunday noon game. I can't remember, uh, but. Chance of rain sixty percent. It's it's going to rain at some point during the day, uh, and then There's a now it's twenty to thirty miles per hour wind. So they're increasing. That's even up. Um, and Forty
1: mile an hour gust is is very concerning for for your pass catchers. It's very concerning for Tua. Um, you know, Matt Stafford or Tua
0: this week. Matt Stafford, not even yeah. close. Yeah. All
1: right, this is a uh, this is one of the situations where it's like everyone always harps like start your studs, but in a game environment like this. If you have someone like Stafford on your, on your waiver wire, um, go get him. And I would plug him in over two hands down. This is gonna be a game where they're going to run how many times they're favored. So by so many, I'm sitting my pass catchers
0: and, and HM is not trending towards playing uh, and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek is banged up and you just, you talk about two up and what, what is he, what is he known for? He's thrown, he's known for chucking bombs to Tyreek Hill. And when that ball gets up in the air, the percentage goes way down with a high percentage of wind here. So I am not, I don't think Tua is a must start top 10, top 12 QB. He really hasn't been a top 10 QB for the last month. Um, So questions there. Uh, We'll see about Tyreek again. He didn't practice Wednesday or today. And it, it certainly sounds like to me that Devon A is not going to be ready. As again, they they're they have playoff implications here. They're heavy favorites at home. We might not see both of them. So we'll continue to see. But yeah, I think starting that Miami's defense is kind of where you want to be. Uh, this one's a this one's been one of the hotter names I've been getting questions on whether it's TikTok, YouTube, or Twitter. It's Chuba Hubbard, Jesse. I don't know if you've seen the numbers coming out of Chuba Hubbard, but Javante Williams or Chuba Hubbard. Javante has a tough road game against one of the better rushing defenses, uh, the Detroit Lions. And then Chuba Hubbard, he's playing on paper a tough team, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, but it is at home. Uh, Do you have any quick thoughts on Chuba versus Javante?
1: So when I first looked at this one, I saw the question come through. So I started, I started digging a little bit and, the only concern I have about Shuba is, you know, Atlanta. Obviously, very good defensively, good against running backs. Uh, but Javanta also, you know, going against Detroit, it might be a better game environment. Javanta's been playing pretty well. It, it's it's actually it's, it's, a tough game, but I think, the, you know, your argument where Chuba's been playing very good, he's been the guy, I think it's a pretty fair argument to go, to go with Chuba. It's tough. Well, I mean, I, I think Javanta's been also playing fairly
0: well as well. He has been. And uh, not only Javante, but the entire I mean, you're you're, you're kind of trusting the Broncos offense a little bit more than you are the Panthers right now. But despite the tough matchup for Chuba, uh, what I was surprised with is his last three matchups have been tough and he's playing. He's playing well. You're talking about the Saints defense on the road, three straight home games, New Orleans, Tennessee. We generally think of these guys as above average to top 10 rushing defenses. And he's getting he's getting there. Uh, whether it's a couple catches here or there, uh, but for me, I, I think I, I trust the volume. And right now, man, you're getting a guy that's going to touch the ball 20 times. Um, yeah. it's at home. Uh, tickets are twelve, thirteen dollars for this. Hey, you said, should we go to it? <laughs> um, wow, real quick. I I, I, I just googled Carolina Panthers tickets and I found them for like thirteen bucks uh, for some nosebleeders. So if you, Yo, Chuba,
1: there. is Chuba a league winner? I mean, he gets GB at home next week and then he gets Jacksonville the week after. I mean, we're talking about a guy that I traded Tony Pollard for, and I regret it. <laughs>
0: that's where we're at. I, I, I think right now, if you told me, detach the name from the numbers here. If you mm-hmm. can start a running back that's getting 23 and 25 carries in the last two weeks, I'm playing him, no matter like no matter who it is. Um, yeah. and, and if even if he gets 17, 18 carries, that's fine. It, it, that's still going to be very fruitful. He offers a nice floor, and if the Panthers do get a touchdown – He's got three of them in the last three games here. So to mention,
1: yep. I got a little, little just a question. Just like hypothetically speaking, you know, Frank is, he's fired. He got fired. This regime, they came and paid Miles Sanders. They got Chuba a little bit younger. Um, just the way Chuba's playing, you think that maybe they're like, all right, we know, we know Chuba's good. Last couple of games of the year, they don't really mean anything for us. Miles Sanders would get this contract to you, but we got to see what this guy's all about. Like he hasn't really gotten you know, the starter reps for, it's been a long time now. So, Do you think they maybe potentially shift this a little bit to to see what Sanders has, if he's a guy worth hanging on to?
0: They lost 28 to six last weekend and they still found a way to get Chuba 23 carries and Sanders 10 carries. I, I don't think they care. They're going to run both these guys here. Um, if, if they do decide to give Miles Sanders a little bit more work, I don't think Chuba is going to get phased out completely. Uh, he's been kind of the guy for the last two months. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not. Miles Sanders looked good. Like he ripped off a couple, he had that 48 yard run. He looked good on a couple other runs. Uh, but I still think true was involved. Miles Sanders didn't get a target last weekend. So you still have him kind of having that role. Uh, but that is definitely something in the back of my mind that like Sanders is still a well-known name. He's still well-paid. Maybe, made maybe he, again, with nothing to play for the rest of the year.
1: Or maybe they just um, shelf him. I don't know. It's, it's, Panthers are in a tough spot, right? They're really hoping Bill is like, "Hey, I'm, well, you know, this is my retirement home. Let's just uh, rebuild the
0: Carolina." Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think we're still safe with starting Chuba. Javante, on the other hand, he has looked good, but I don't want to run this ball against the the Detroit Lions, man. They, especially in Detroit, if that game was in Denver, I, I might be hesitant there, but I'm gonna go with Chuba Hubbard here. And then uh, Harris is asking, would you add another defense to complement the Browns? I think for this week, I'm, I'm not really comfortable starting the Browns defense. Um, even though they won last weekend against uh, Trevor Lawrence, they still allowed a lot of points and, and he had no threat to run the ball at all. Justin Fields, Name a couple – court like, there's only a handful of quarterbacks I think I'd rather have on my team right now than Justin Fields. And the way D.J. Moore's balling out – Cole Komet, by the way, too, doesn't get enough credit for – and I've been victim to that. Not victim, but, like, I, I've been not a big fan of Cole Komet, but he's, he's a great and, Um Mooney's healthy. I think the Bears' offense right now, it's looking pretty good for them. So I'm nervous about the Browns. I would probably play your Chicago – I would probably play the Bears over the Browns' defense, and they play each other this weekend. Is that something that interests you?
1: Yeah, it's something that I, have you know, it was in the back of my mind, like I was going to propose it, like, you know, it's it's in Cleveland, even, I mean, you know, you're taking the Browns over the Bears or the Bears over the Browns. It's stuff. I mean, yeah, I think the Bears defense is just, but they've been productive. You know, I don't think you're at risk of, you know, a zero point game. I think you're looking at six to eight points uh, with maybe a little bit of upside. So I think I think Cleveland could could put up a two, three point game.
0: And Flacco and the, and the Browns are coming off a high right now, too. Flacco might be a little loose, could drop a couple interceptions or a fumble or something like that. And just, the hot hand right now is the Chicago Bears. Uh, good evening to David. He's saying he's got Devontae Adams with the possibility for flu or JSN when healthy with Geno. I'm predicting to win by 20. I need a safe floor. This is a fun question here. I absolutely love the matchup. I think everyone that sees it when you, when you look at Geno Smith, he's got a bright green 32 next to his name. And then so do those Seattle Seahawks receivers. Are we thinking about sitting Devonte Adams tonight, not 100% healthy and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigman. This is a, this is a tough question, Jesse, which one are you feeling here?
1: I mean, this really is tough because this is about, you know, there's a lot of different variables here. You have in JSN's factor, you have the defense terrible, right? Better game environment. Um, On Devontae Adams' side, you have volume. Jason's third option. Um, He's been okay. But, you know, you can see it. You know, that's not terrible. Adams, though, has also not been great. So I think factoring in just, you know, maybe he's not 100%. this isn't a game that the Raiders are 100% committed to.
0: I think Seattle has a little bit more to play for. Yeah. I think the only way oh, you're yeah. upset if, – if you sit Devontae Adams, the only way you're upset is if he scores a touchdown. Uh, Ten targets last weekend with Aiden O'Connell, seven for 53. You know, if Devontae goes out and gets a 12-point, like, are you like, eh, you know, you're, that's not going to hurt you too much. And the fact that you have a 20-point uh, projection, that, that should feel good, although we never trust projections. Um, but, man I- –
1: I'm having trouble sitting
0: Adams over JSN when I, when I think about just the the volume perspective. A, a bad game from him is seven targets. That's usually what a good game is for JSN. I think I think tonight, if you think about, the Raiders are trying to win the game tonight.
1: That home game, they need something to like get
0: inspired by. You know, like we're gonna go with Devonte Adams here. Flu game, Devonte Adams in a flu game. Uh, Harris is saying the only league I have Tua is where he has a bye. So thankfully uh, that's looking good there. Have you seen the Dolphins scheduled for the rest of the way? Just
1: if I had, I don't have a lot. I only have Miami uh, running backs. If I had their passing game, I would have been pushing hard to
0: just you know, <laughs> brutal. I, I just, part of me thinks that Dallas, especially with what Geno Smith did back in week 13, they did really shut down. They shut down that Eagles offense last weekend. though. that was pretty impressive. So you don't really know what you're going to get uh, in the Dallas game here, but I would lean towards that game probably being, you know, a 51 to 53 point game total. A lot of fantasy points to be had in that game. And then the Baltimore game does make me nervous. I don't know. And it's in Baltimore, too. Baltimore defense. Not sure I want to mess with that. Uh, But for next week Tua, I think he's looking okay. Um, David is flexing a chan If he doesn't play, who do you recommend? Clyde Edwards-Alaire or De- Deonta Foreman? Um, I-, I would say right now it's it's looking very doubtful for Devon A-Chain. The, the coach uh, went out and, sp- and spoke today, and they don't really have an update on him, which to me, if there was any inkling of him playing, we would have got some some kind of vote of confidence today. And uh, I-, I just don't think a going to play. If he does play, I think, I think you play him in a game where they're home favorites. I am slightly concerned that he is dinged up. Jesse, Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Deonta Foreman?
1: Yeah, I'm leaving Deonta Foreman. I think this is going to be a little bit more of a, a grinder game, and I think also too, just factoring the Bears are kind of on an uptrend right now. Plus, when you look at the Browns defensively against running backs; we're talking about six six touchdowns in the last five weeks given up to running backs. And I think Deonta's clearly established himself as the RB one there. Uh, you know, without a touchdown last week, he still got nine point two, which you know you're not thinking Deonta is a normally a nice floor guy, but he seems to be the guy right now. Um, they want to get him rolling. Khalil Herbert's phased out of the game and Roshan is kind of a change of pace guy.
0: Yeah, and I don't I just I don't think Clyde Edwards Alaire is something I wanna he did get this is what you're this is what you're hoping for, you know.
1: Could you tell me who's scoring who's got a better chance of scoring? Who you know, Clyde at New
0: England or Deonta at Cleveland, who's got a better chance of scoring? Yeah, I think, I think it's Deonta. And like you mentioned, the Browns, we think of them as a really good defense and they are, but look at where the the touchdowns are rolling in here. They've given up a rushing touchdown to a running back in five straight games. Sure. They limited Jacksonville and rushing, but they, they were up big in that game. And I think we saw 50 passes from Trevor Lawrence in that game. That's kind of an outlier, uh, yeah. but teams have been able to run on the Browns as, you know, they're really tough to pass on. I think that's the game plan here. So we're, We've spoke a lot of good things. We're speaking, a lot. We're
1: speaking the Bears up right here.
0: <laughs> Robert Owens. Shout out, Robert. Good evening to you, my man. If Pacheco is out and it is looking like that he will not be available this week, Warren or Jarek McKinnon? McKinnon did score the touchdown last weekend. He's not going to be a volume play. Uh, are, are you taking the safe points of Jalen Warren? Or are you hoping for a couple pop-off plays from Jarek McKinnon?
1: Yeah, I mean Jarek, You know he got a touchdown last week, if I recall. He put up like eleven points. Warren's been good, man. I mean Warren's just been a good running back, and it's a matchup against Indy that I think it's you know it's in a dome, it's a safe game. Um, he he's been maybe a little bit a little bit lackluster the last few weeks, but I think he's still getting the volume. Reception receptions are there. He just needs to find the end zone.
0: Yeah, I mean the one point six yards per carry last weekend. That's that's easily to see that's an outlier i don't think i'm that concerned about it so we're gonna stick with i think i'm gonna stick with jalen warren here um because if mckinnon doesn't score a touchdown it's it's four points you know you yeah. take away that touchdown it moves him down pretty significantly here uh i i do like mckinnon his his upside like would it surprise us if he catches two touchdowns this weekend probably not um yeah. so personally and, and this is a is this a rumble question, Jesse? This is a yeah. in the league that you're in.
1: Yeah, I'm trying not to be too biased. I'm trying to give a you know yeah. a, a real take. You know, it's, I'd probably go Warren, but it is, this is our our uh, Madison league here. Yeah, I think I think you play Jalen Warren here. I think matchup wise, it's just like New England.
0: They're you know they're you have pretty this, they're pretty good. They're pretty good defensively. Green twenty nine here. They just let okay. So <laughs> Chase Brown last weekend three for 80 and a receiving touchdown he he was a cannonball out of the backfield catching passes Jalen Warren that's what he is look at the numbers here the last two games they let Tennessee and Cincinnati put up massive point totals um I think you have the perfect combination of a really sweet matchup and it might be time for Jalen Warren to be due for some positive regression here so we're gonna go with Mr. Warren Um, and he can't handle a pass catching running back so yeah, so uh, David's saying, I picked up the Denver defense for next week and will probably ride the Falcons week 17 as I have them going this week. So I, I like the Falcons defense this week. I didn't know who they play week 17, but Falcons were one of those teams I identified in the offseason as having one of the easiest schedules. And let's see here. Carolina, Indianapolis. I might start them against Indianapolis at home. Maybe. Yeah, Chicago,
1: though. I don't know. Chicago is,
0: is trending – Pretty strongly right Check
1: now. Check out uh I forgot about Denver though. Look at Denver. Denver is a great playoff defense.
0: Um, so I really like
1: that pick up, Dave. And I think you might just ride them out.
0: I think I'm playing Denver week sixteen and week seventeen at this point. Um, against the Chargers. It's at home. And yeah. this might, I think the Broncos are making the playoffs. If they can somehow pull off a win against Detroit, that's great. But otherwise, New England, Chargers and Raiders, I would assume the Broncos are picked to win in the Vegas lines in those three games here. So likely a three and one finish for the Broncos. They're, they're, they're feeling good. The Broncos look like a, uh, look like a legit, legit playoff team right now. And Robert says, I was told by someone wise that matchups are an illusion. I don't know. Was that, I don't know. That was who, me. That was me. The wise man, That's just me. wise man here. Harris coming in with a non PPR question. Garrett Wilson or, or, Zay Flowers, what are you? uh, Gut reaction without looking at any of the numbers? Who are you throwing out there?
1: Yeah, this feels pretty easily Zay Flowers to me
0: in a non PPR. I just want to see, and we've talked about the weather potentially being a factor in the Miami game. This one's in Miami, 20 to 30 mile per hour winds, 60% chance of rain. I don't like to get too scared about weather, but when I see the wind up, that's when I get pretty nervous about passing games. He's coming off of one of his best – this is his best fantasy game of the year. He's coming off of nine for 108, 20 fantasy points here. But, man, like, Lamar Jackson, if it weren't for Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson I think would be the MVP candidate that people are looking at. So, Zay Flowers, he's probably the safer play.
1: At Jacksonville this week.
0: Back-to-back 20-point game.
1: Been, and and he's a touchdown guy. I mean, a non PPR, you got to get, think who's, who's scoring me touchdowns and he's used in the red zone. And we just don't trust Zach Wilson. You know, hit a great second half, but like take away that first, you look at that first half could have very easily been a bad game
0: last week. Yeah. They, they should have maybe saved some of those, uh, those touchdowns for this weekend. I think they might've burned up their points, but uh, we're going to go Zay flowers here in a non PPR and hope for that touchdown. Um, Another non-PPR, Trey McBride or Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram has been a beast. The last two games without Christian Kirk, he's been fantastic. But man, oh man, I, I think for me personally, I, th- I think Trey McBride is a fantastic tight end option. We don't know about the health of Marquise Brown. He did return to practice today. So there's a chance Trey McBride, maybe he's the the main featured target guy here. But are you playing Evan Ingram or Trey McBride here this weekend?
1: Yeah, this is a tough one because you got McBride who's uh, I'm pretty sure he's was on against San Francisco this week, yep. Baltimore, also a tough matchup for tight ends. So you have two tough matchups and Evan Ingram is maybe the hottest tight end right now in football. Man, that's
0: tough. Trey McBride though, man, he's got three, nice too, three 20 point games in his last six games. He's going to get his seven to nine targets. They're they're going to throw the ball a ton. Uh, But I, I think for me, I think I'm going Evan Ingram. Um,
1: I think no Kirk just helps. Yeah. It gives, it makes Ingram the number two option there. Maybe even the number one option there. Yeah. Um, It's just a nice, I mean, he's just, he's going to get you 14 points probably. And then if he scores a touchdown, that's just so nice. It's such a stable, you know, in a, in a competitive playoff environment, these guys are battling for the number one seed right now. I think I'm taking everything.
0: I mean, Trevor Lawrence is not 100% with that ankle. He's looking for quick throws, uh, and, and and that's where Evan Ingram thrives. If you look at the numbers that we have on the screen here, he doesn't have an average yards per catch over 10 the entire season. So he is a guy that gets open quick and can be an outlet for Trevor Lawrence. We're, we're talking 12 targets and 9 targets in the last two games, even 8 in Week 12 here. Evan Ingram is playing his best ball. Right now, I think I'm going to – I think I'm going to wait out for, for, for Evan Ingram here. Uh, more tight end talk thoughts on Darren Waller. They did open up his practice window today. I don't think he's going to play this weekend. So I, I think we can safely assume that he's not going to play. Typically when a player gets activated uh, from an IR, they're going to want them to practice for a full week. They're going to let them, they're going to let them chill for one game. And then week 16, I would say good chance that we see Darren Waller back and Hey, they're only like a game or two back in the NFC playoffs. If they somehow pull oh off boy. against the Saints, then I think I'll get more excited about Darren Waller here. But what are your thoughts, Jesse, on Darren Waller?
1: Yeah, Tommy Cutlets. Uh, it's it's an interesting stash. If you're if you've been playing the tight end carousel all week, yeah. all week, all year. I mean, you get Philly Week 16, which you know that you know their defenses are just getting shredded like Swiss cheese. So. Like you said, I'm not starting him this week, regardless of if he goes. I hope you have someone else that you're you're willing to slip in there at tight end. But next week could be interesting.
0: So, yeah, we'll hold out hope for Darren Waller in week 16. It's not – even if he plays this weekend, I'm not going to throw him out in my lineup. I'd rather play – sometimes I'd rather play over Darren Waller, Isaiah Likely. Mm -hmm. Maybe Pat Frymuth. He does have a nice matchup against the Colts. They're pretty bad against tight end. I'm playing Dallas Goddard. I'm probably playing Cole Komet. Taysom Hill. This is where it gets kind of interesting. Like, would you play Darren Waller or Chino Conquo? Darren Waller or Kyle Pitts?
1: Yeah, I think Pitts has been, I mean, Atlanta's been interesting, an interesting team with the Ritter back under the helm. Um, these last two weeks has been pretty pretty decent, actually. Uh, Chig nine points the last few games. I think that's just a safer floor than, you know. I mean, yeah. if, Waller, if Waller were to play this week, what, what, what's your expectation? You know, like three for 30?
0: yeah, and I just I, I think the Saints are relatively okay against tight end. Uh, let me double check. actually, they ranked twenty first, but I just personally I, I hate trusting a player coming back of from IR in his first game. We can't expect a full complement of snaps from Darren Waller, so I think we're gonna we're gonna leave him on the bench and and we'll reconsider him next week. Um Charlene is using Miami defense or Vikings defense rest of the season. They are hot right now. Charlene's been talking about the Vikings defense for the last couple of shows, and I just I, I don't know what it is. I can't get excited about it. Are you open to the Vikings defense on the road against Cincinnati this weekend? Then they travel and then then and they host the Lions and they get the Packers. Is there any interest here in the Vikings defense? I'm not interested in the in the Dolphins defense because they are gonna get the Cowboys. Yeah, in the Reds. I'm you need not a, interested there, but you need a
1: 16 and 17.
0: I think I think it was Atlanta. That was one that we looked at as being a pretty yeah. fun team. We kind of like the Chicago Bears. That Denver. was Denver. Uh, Denver. This would be the one that I think, if I if I could switch out, and you're probably using Miami this weekend. If you're yes. on a line and, and you're not playing Miami this weekend, then I would go and drop Miami for Denver, like right now. Uh, Two New home East. games. Chargers. I, th- I think that's where I'm going to be, but. Uh, do you have any any thoughts on the Denver or on the Minnesota Vikings? Like, are, are we just not? Like, personally, I'm not interested in them against the Lions or the Packers. I think it's a tough, even though they're home games. I I think those are tough NFC North games.
1: Yeah, it's just the vibes in Minnesota. It's gonna. I mean, I guess they're just, they're leaning on their defense. Like, can yeah. their defense do it for them? Get them into the playoffs? I think we'll uh, we'll have a better picture after this week at Cincinnati. But yeah, I mean, just, those are just two tough
0: matchups against good offenses. Both playoff teams right now. Um, th- those could be games where they give up twenty to twenty-four points. I, I just, I, I, I respect the Vikings' defense, but man, these are two of their toughest games that they've got on the schedule right now. Uh, a dynasty question from Harris: Full PPR, drop Greg Dulcich or Tanner Hudson. Which one are you more likely to hold on to? I think I'm going to hold on to Greg Dulcich. Just because of the second-round pedigree, I know he's going to be on the Denver Broncos next year. I don't know what's going to – is Tanner Hudson going to be a thing next year? We don't really know. He's kind of the flavor of the month lately at tight end. I'm keeping Greg Dulcich. I'm going to drop Tanner Hudson. Any changes there, Jesse?
1: No, I was thinking the same thing. Talent.
0: Yeah. Uh, Josh Kelly or Kenneth Gainwell, full PPR. Hopefully, we don't have to start one of these guys. Hopefully, this is a – Man. I'm keeping Kenneth Gainwell just because he's attached – I'm, I'm hoping this is a, a not a start sit question. Because um, yeah, I, like I think he got hopped by Isaiah Spiller last week. So yeah. I would not feel comfortable playing Josh Kelly tonight. Sure, any player could pop off for a touchdown at any given moment, but it, it certainly looked like Spiller was the number two back last weekend. So I'm going to keep Kenneth Gainwell attached to the Eagles offense. Uh, we'll, we'll go with that. In a game where the Eagles are, they're, they're playing the Seahawks. They might be able to get out of their funk offensively here. Maybe Kenneth Gainwell has some fun. I think that's, that's pretty easy. Uh, Here we go. This one's got a little bit of debate. JSN or Deonta Foreman, full PPR. We've been talking up the Bears. They're going to run the ball. I think you're looking at 12 to 15 touches for Deonta Foreman. I think you're looking at Five to seven targets for JSN, maybe even more, depending on how he plays. Um, I think I'm going to take the save points of Deonta Foreman. Jesse, where are you at?
1: Yeah, this is a tough one. JSN, Deonta Foreman. Uh, yeah, yeah, in a PPR? Uh, I mean, what's JSN's floor is probably six. Foreman's floor is probably six. Right. You know, yeah. I, I just. I. I think we're – I'm chasing a little bit better upside with Foreman. I just feel like what's the ceiling of JSN this year?
0: I think it's higher floor, higher ceiling with Deonta Foreman. Yeah. I, Foreman can get three touchdowns. He can get two. You know? Um
1: As much as I like the environment for the Philly Seahawks game, yeah, I think I'm thinking Foreman.
0: Well, uh, he's David's leaning in JSM. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's a tough call. It's not it's not an easy decision by any means.
0: You know, um, I just man, I, I think we've been we've been talking up about the Bears offensively here. Um, I, I did. I thought I saw rain in the Seattle area. Let me double check the Seattle weather for that Monday night football game. I thought I saw a couple weather concerns here. Uh, let's see here. Monday night PM light rain, chance of rain, 90%. So that's happening. Um, in a little bit of wind here, it might not be the best game conditions. Although we love the matchup here. I, I just, I don't know if I'm ready to trust Jackson Smith and the Jigba here. Uh, his, his upside. I mean, he hasn't scored a touchdown in a month and a half. His best game all season, 16 points. I think, I think the ceiling is not there if someone's going to score 20 points is it foreman or is it jsn i would probably say foreman if someone's if you had to bet 200 on someone to get you 12 points i'm going to take foreman yeah so, i i agree i agree uh he meant to say greg Dortch. drop greg dorch or tanner hudson Ugh. I, honestly I, I don't think it, it matters Next year, you're gonna to want to free up roster spots for that draft, anyways. I think probably Greg Dortch for now, just because he's not relevant right now. Uh, I'll keep Tanner Hudson for now. No. And are we still allowed to make waiver moves if we didn't make the playoffs in the fantasy fellowship? I would I would advise against it. I I don't have any consolation stuff going on in the Fel- fantasy fellowship free league. If you guys do have leagues and and hey, if, if you guys have a consolation bracket where there is nothing on the line, like you have nothing to play for, no money, no toilet bowl, trophy, whatever, then I would say, please don't make any waiver wire moves. That's something that all my leagues have kind of uh, accepted as a gentleman's agreement where we, if you don't make the playoffs, we are not making moves in the playoffs to, uh, to distract from the teams that are trying to win a championship here. So um, if you're in the fellowship league and you didn't make the playoffs, I would recommend not making any playoff or not making any waiver wire moves. Um, but Hey, we got, uh, we got the next like 15 minutes, Jesse, what's on your mind for week 15. What are you excited about? What are you questioning? What, uh, what's happening in week 15?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, if you, when you look at the schedule, you look at these games, you see like about half these games are kind of, if you like backups, you know, we're just we're stuck with these quarterbacks that we didn't expect to be there. Um, you know, hopefully you have a stud, a stud yet quarterback that you're not really worried about. So you, you kind of got to navigate these games that are a little bit more of like, you know, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis could be a fun game. I mean, Mitch, has been competent Pittsburgh. They like, scored last week. Um, you kind of think like who could play well in a game like that. You know, it's, it's find your studs. And then maybe these guys who are going to be volume guys, like those are the guys you maybe need to need to play over uh, a Devonte Adams over uh, a Jalen Waddell in a sloppy game in New York, you know, like it's, it's tough. You know, you can't start your studs. You can't just like blanket say, and, and blindly throw out a guy when, you know, yeah. you know, there, there's guys on the waiver where like a Keaton Mitchell could be, you know, have a really good impact here
0: down the stretch. Where are we at with Tennessee this week? Because they're going to get Davis Mills. They're going to get offense that has not a lot of hope. I don't think Nico Collins is playing. I don't think CJ Stroud is playing Dalton Schultz might play, which is fine, but Tennessee coming off of a very impressive fourth quarter comeback win in Miami, we're talking probably 20, 25 carries for Derrick Henry. We're talking double digit targets for, for Deandre Hopkins. I think you're, if you have Hopkins and Henry, you're like, let's go. Like you're, you're pretty excited to have them on your roster right now. Yep. Like, Houston man I just I'm I'm nervous about this game. I I'm, I'm open to starting the Tennessee Titans defense this weekend. It's in it's in Tennessee. They're technically not eliminated from the playoffs, but they're playing with some momentum right now and I think Will Levis is uh is having fun. Any thoughts on Tennessee real quick?
1: Yeah, I mean this is uh we've seen Will Levis look good in in, in small doses. Like this is like can he can he keep the momentum going or will he revert to kind of the crazy wild? Mhm. You know, so this this is kind of the uh, maybe a, a turning point, you know, a little pivot point for Will Levis in his career. If he can kind of put together two good games, yeah, Tennessee's in the playoff on three good games, maybe he's the guy of the future. And I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if you throw it up to Hopkins, you never know what's going to happen. So I, I, I agree with you. Holy Hopkins and Henry, you're really excited about Houston with long neck. We already have seen him many times. You know, maybe you're forced into starting a Houston running back. Um, I don't really know if I can justify starting any of their pass catchers right now. Noah Brown, he's even kind of banged up right now. It's like, is Robert Woods going to get you ten points? You know, like you, know, you know, I feel like Dalton Schultz is the one guy that you're like, all right, well, I need a tight
0: end, and he's my he's my number one tight end. If Dalton Schultz is on your team, you're probably playing him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I, honestly, I I think I'm avoiding Houston this weekend. Uh, we did get a nice question in here. And I, I kind of want to, we haven't talked about the commanders coming off a bye to play the pretty hot Los Angeles Rams here, but we got Harris chiming in with a Brian Robinson question. Would you play him if he plays? I, I don't love the matchup. I love the Brian Robinson's been a pretty good running back all season. And what I think he's been impressive with is his receiving ability and just finding ways to score a touchdown that we didn't think could be there. So uh, if Brian Robinson plays, are you playing him, Jesse?
1: I actually have this decision in in one of my leagues in the the first round here. And the running backs that I currently have slotted in over him are Raheem Mostert and Jameer Gibbs. And then I have Zay Flowers over him in my flex. Uh, So to answer your question, I'm not playing Brian Robinson but I could see as if, you know, if this is your RB2 spot and, you know, you have a little bit more of a zero RB build and you got, you know, Robinson late in the draft. yeah, It's probably a fine play if he does go, but I don't think my expectations are very high this week.
0: I think the, the easy thing to say would be, like, I would want to know who your other running backs are. I think in your case, I'm playing Raheem Mostert. I'm playing Jameer Gibbs. You don't need yeah. to think about him in the running back spot and just the way Zay Flowers is playing. I think your decision's pretty easy, uh, but I I don't like seeing hamstring injuries for any of my fantasy players. That does concern me, and then I have pulled up here on the screen. The, the Rams are the fifth best team here against the running back position. They're allowing about 18 points per game, and they, they what's the game script environment for that game? It's, it's shootout. It's looking better for Antonio Gibson, I think, even yeah. if even if B-Rob plays, I think Gibson's a guy that that should be decent. But uh, I fully expect the Rams, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, Matthew Stafford, not going to surprise me if he's a top five quarterback this weekend. He's a top 10 play for sure. Uh, but I'm expecting the Rams offense with Kieran Cup and Puka to kind of, Rams are probably scoring 30 points this weekend in that kind of game environment. I, I don't know if that's where I want to be with Brian Robinson. So uh, unless you have, you know, if if you're talking Brian Robinson versus Deonta Foreman, I'm probably going Deonta Foreman. If you're if you're talking Brian Robinson and
1: I like Jarek McKinnon,
0: I'm I might go Brian Robinson there. I might go, um, you know, but it's tough. So if you have if you have any more depth uh, to the question there, we can we can answer that. But I think the the easy answer is we're not excited about B Rob this weekend. Um, Charlene likes Michael Wilson, the tallest receiver in Arizona. Now, I think he's been the tallest receiver, um, there all season, but Wilson, we haven't seen him in a while. He could be someone worth putting on your bench and saying, Hey, if he, if he gets hot, we've seen him actually play pretty well in spurts throughout the season. And with Marquise Brown, with his heel injury, I don't think we're super excited about Rondell Moore, but if Michael Wilson's out there, I think this is a good weekend to babysit him on your, on your bench and see what happens going forward. Um Harris is asking Gus Edwards or Tajay Spears. Spears has been coming around in the PPR department. Jesse, are you are you playing the spin the wheel of touchdown luck for Gus Edwards? Or are you just going to take the the, the kind of hot Tajay Spears? Uh, uh,
1: so I have both of them in, in a in a league in, in the same league. I have them and I have them both on my bench. I'm considering dropping Gus Edwards Yeah. Uh, for Zamir White. Actually, I just think. Keaton Mitchell has taken over, and I think it's been really tough for Gus Edwards the last few weeks. And I think Taje has kind of stepped up and been kind of a PPR outlet for Will Levis when he needs those dump offs and kind of the safety valve. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably going Spears.
0: And the schedule looks good for Spears down the stretch here. So in you, in your case, I, I don't know if I'm going to trust Gus Edwards. The only way I would maybe think about Gus Edwards is if Keaton Mitchell somehow missed time, but it's speedier um,
1: bus for Gus, right? Like he, it's yeah. he is useless. Like, I think the last two weeks he hasn't scored, and he's, you
0: know, he's... I, I think we've seen enough of Tajay Spears to know that he's a pretty good player. Um, so like you're you're getting somebody that's playing his best football right now. Gus Edwards, he was the guy you wanted in November, not so much December right now. So I'm gonna continue to uh to follow the fantasy points here with Tajay Spears and hope for hope for him to you know make a couple more big plays as he's been doing. So we're going to go Tajay Spears here. And then uh, Jesse Chase Brown, you snagged him in the most important league in the entire world. Uh, Chase Brown, man. I, what I think about Chase Brown is not only do you have injury league winning upside if Joe Mixon goes down, but they might have found something with Chase Brown last weekend throwing him the ball. He wasn't really getting involved in the offense. He, he missed some time. He came back and he's healthy now, but we've seen the last 2 weeks. Last week he was catching the passes. The week before he was running for big plays. This is the guy that I think deserves to be on on benches for the fantasy playoff stretch here and if man if anything happens to Joe Mixon, I think we're all saying like Chase Brown should be started in your lineups. Any thoughts there?
1: Yeah. I mean I, I don't know if I'm comfortable playing him this week. Uh but he's definitely a guy that you're you're excited to have him on your bench. That's what you need this time of year. You need guys who are just. I mean, let's say week 17, Cincinnati's out of the playoff contention, and they have a nice. I'm pretty sure they have a nice matchup week 17. They, you know, they're just like, hey, we're gonna rest Joe Mixon. We're gonna play Chase Brown against Kansas City. You know, he might get six or seven catches. And you get you get your teens in your RB two spot, and that that wins you your matchup. So, that's what you're looking for.
0: Oh man. Brian Robinson or Antonio Giblets. Whew. That's all you. So when when I initially looked at the numbers, uh, I think it was Monday morning, they had Antonio Gibson projected for 14 points. It would be really really nice if they just ruled out Brian Robinson this week. If 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 they do that, I like Antonio Gibson quite a bit. Even if Brian Robinson plays, I still like Antonio Gibson as a deep end RB2. Um, again, we, We've talked about the game environment here and, and honestly, the floor with Gibson, the first month and a half was not great. Yes. Lately, though, three of his last four games have been double digits. You, you you do risk getting a six to nine point floor in there, but I, I think you're looking at a, a game script that's in Gibson's favor. Hasn't scored a touchdown in a while. He's only got two on the year, uh, but the fact that Brian Robinson coming off a bye, still missing practice, he's not going to be 100% for this game, even if he plays. Uh, and and there's there's also risk for re-injury with this one. So if I had to choose between the two, I think I'm going Gibson. Am I am I crazy?
1: I, I don't think you're crazy. And I mean, I think it's, you know, he, he, didn't, he hasn't practiced yet. It's hot. You know, it could be a situation with Brian Robinson where he plays the first quarter and then yeah. – he tweaks something. So that's one avenue. The second avenue is second quarter hits and the Rams are up 14 to 0. Yeah. And then you have Gibson in there trying to come back. So there's like there's multiple avenues here where I think Brian Robinson busts. And you know what what's the script where he hits? It's a little bit more controlled game or he breaks off a big touchdown like we've seen him do a couple of times.
0: I just I I don't see it's it's very difficult for me to see a game script where the Rams are not putting up points. Yeah. Um, sure. Maybe, maybe the games, you know, 17, 17 entering the fourth quarter or something like that. But I, I would be surprised if the Rams are not putting up points offensively in this game. So I, I think we're leaning Antonio Gibson here and yeah, good luck. It's week 15. I don't know how we got here, but we're here. It's freaking Christmas next weekend, uh, which is even nice. crazier. Uh, I just, I just want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. And putting up with our junk uh, for the season here, it's been a lot of fun to serve you guys and answer your questions. And yeah, good luck to everybody in Week 15. Hopefully, we'll get as many people uh, in the show tonight as we uh, we as, as next week, so we get you guys into the Final Fours. Absolutely. Uh, Harris is saying Tajay Spears or Tyler Conklin. Hmm, I, th- I think I'm going Tajay Spears here.
1: Yeah, I don't have anything against that.
0: Conklin doesn't have much of a ceiling. You're you're basically flipping for a touchdown there. Spears is kind of a hot hand right now. Titans coming in with some momentum. We've we've talked about the weather potentially in in Miami. It's not looking great. Uh, But, yeah, I think think we're going to go with Tajay Spears here. Uh, But any final thoughts here, Jesse? What's going on in this game tonight? I don't know. I'll I'll watch it out of the corner of my eye. I'm not going to watch it too closely. But hopefully, you guys get all the fantasy points you need. Any final thoughts from you on week 15?
1: Yeah, I mean, this will be a crazy one. It's, uh, you know, just be in tune to all the news, stay on top of it, load your bench up with potential. Should you make it to round two and hit one of those big, uh, you know, RB2s, come in as a starter. Those are kind of the key pickups. And uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, you're all back next week. We're talking about the semifinals.
0: And yeah, we will uh, We'll be going live. I'll be going live on Sunday morning if you guys want to hang out with me at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. Sunday morning, we'll go live. I always try to go live about 90 minutes before the kickoff because that's when all the actives and active news comes out. So hang out with me on Sunday morning. I will be, I'm going to try to upload a video tomorrow night, just kind of previewing all the games, uh, looking at my start sits and just giving some recommend- recommendations on that. Uh, are we doing a prop show on Saturday? I don't know. We'll see. We'll try and squeeze one in. Uh, maybe we do, maybe we do that thing where we kind of talk for a little bit before the show and we just kind of put out a quick little 15, 20 minute video. So props are coming. We've kind of been hot lately the last month or so. I think, I think we've been above 60%. If I were to look at those numbers here. So That'd if be good you, weeks. if you guys are interested in the props, we'll get there. Um, one prop off the top of your head, who's scoring a touchdown, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, who's your favorite, just a player. doesn't matter the odds who scored touchdowns besides Christian McCaffrey. <laughs>
1: CMC to a billion. Oh, God, who's put me on the spot here? I think – so I was thinking about this for tonight, actually, and I was ready to take Zemir White, but his odds are actually better than Austin Eckler. Zemir White is plus 135, and Austin Eckler is plus 145 to score tonight. So I'll take Austin Eckler at plus 145.
0: Yeah, I I do think there's going to be – there's going to be some running back touchdowns tonight. I'm not sure who it's going to be, but I would say Austin Eckler is probably my favorite to score tonight. On Saturday, give me that Joe Mixon touchdown. Uh, I think that one feels pretty good. Uh, David Montgomery scoring a touchdown at home against the Broncos. Come on, we'll get that one out of there. And then I, I, do, think, I do think there's going to be a focus on Amon Ross St. Brown in this game. Um, it's a tough matchup against the Broncos passing defense, though. We'll see how he can perform. Uh, but, do I – I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos walk in there and win the game. Uh, the, the Lions have not been playing good football lately, so we'll keep an eye on for that. And then Sunday, the spicy game. Grab that Derrick Henry touchdown right now while you can. That's uh, that's coming in hot. So I don't know. Bijan mustard. Bija brought up a big, big deal stat line. Maybe even Tyler Algier could can find a yeah. way in that game. So uh, we do like the, uh, the Falcons to kind of run the ball. And hey, David, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight glad to be a part of your guys' uh thursday night routine but anyways try and enjoy the game tonight maybe make a drinking game out of it anytime the announcer says something i I don't know try and have some fun uh but either way for jesse you guys uh enjoy the game tonight good luck with your week 15 lineups and we'll see you guys next time have a good one peace